Hey guys, welcome. It's Shirley Gerard with Rise Up Give Back. Just touching base with you guys. First, I want to apologize for not getting this posted earlier this week. I actually recorded a podcast on Tuesday like I normally do and was going to upload it Wednesday like I normally do. And um, I had put a couple of clips of uh, songs at the beginning and at the end thinking it made it sound, you know, fun and exciting. And then I started thinking about like, copyrights and like I don't have the rights to play this and I didn't say anything about not having the rights to play this and I got all worried about whether or not um, the podcast would be taken down completely and so um, in response to uh, my own concerns about not wanting to do anything that was not 100% in good faith and you know above board I just decided to re-record the podcast so here I am it's Friday morning and that's what I'm doing So, um, I just wanted to quickly go over a couple of quick things. I've been asked by some people about like what, um, Rise Up Give Back is and what we do and what we focus on and that kind of thing. So I wanted to, um, address that quickly, um, and hopefully not spend too much time, but I think it's important that you guys understand what we are and, and why we do what we do, um, or what we're about to do. So, um, we talked about this a little bit in the first podcast. Um, so if you guys want to go back and listen to that very, very first, um, one, it's like three weeks ago. Um, I kind of give you an overview of who I am and and why I got the heart to do this at all. Um, but I went through a really tough time, um, in my own life with depression and feeling like I was in a bad place. And, uh, from that stemmed me reading a book by Rachel Hollis called Girls uh, Wash Your Face and it was recommended to me by a friend not someone that even knew I was going through anything because I was really good at hiding that but um, it was just something that she had said oh it's really really good I think you'd like it and I said okay so I decided to download it on Audible and listen to it and uh, my I was never one to read a self-growth or self-help or inspirational book. I'm more of like a thriller, exciting, mystery, suspenseful kind of book. If it doesn't make me want to change the page because I want to know what happens next, it probably never made the cut before. And so I didn't really have high hopes, um, to be honest. But I figured, why not? So I listened to it, and honestly, I ended up listening to it three times that first week. It was amazing. It was, um, I dare to say, life-changing for me. Um, It really made me understand that I was putting blame on my own unhappiness on people around me and decisions that were made and agreed upon and done and um, really that I had no business putting blame on because ultimately my happiness is me and what I choose to do with that. And so, um, long story short, I decided that that was something that I wanted to focus on, was being the best version of myself I could be, and um, understanding that I was uh, made for more, and um, understanding that my past and the things that I've done in my past do not in any way dictate the future that I have in front of me. And, um, so I started reading books and listening to podcasts and just kind of focusing myself on growth. 
in the process of doing that, got into a much better um, place. So um, I started thinking about how could I turn this into something that helps other people Um, and understanding that, you know, for me personally, a book inspired me to, to just make some changes in my own life. So if you go to our website, which is riseupgiveback.com, um, you will see some of this information there and apologize in advance for my um, nose. I am getting over a cold. Actually, Wednesday's podcast, Tuesday's podcast was quite funny because um, um, I sounded <laughs> much worse, I think. But um, um, So I, if you go to riseupgiveback.com, you will see some of this information on there. Um, RISE stands for Reading to Inspire Self-Growth and Enlightenment. Um, I don't believe that reading a book will change your life. I don't. Um, I don't believe it because I don't think it's possible for paper to change your life. But what I do believe, and I believe very strongly, is the idea that um, reading a book can inspire you to make changes within your own life and um, give you tools that you can use to better yourself and make better choices for yourself, right? So um, hence the reading to inspire self-growth and enlightenment, rise, not, you know, reading will change your life, um, but it's, it will inspire you to change your own life. So... Um, part of our business model is um, the giving back and that's like literally the focus of Rise Up Give Back Um, the idea that there are a lot of people in the world who um, are not as blessed as I am or you might be who sometimes don't know where their next meal is coming from they some have them have gone through major issues in their life where um they don't have the support system that they might need to be able to um gain control of the negative things that happen in their life and um i wanted them to be able to get something out of this um the same way that you and i might so For every box that's purchased, we will be giving away a book to a woman who is uh, working with a charity that's focused on um, getting them out of negative situations in their life, either uh, domestic violence or abuse of some sort, either physical or substance or other, and helping them understand that their past mistakes, the things that they've done in their life, the things that have been done to them in their life, do not dictate how far that they can actually go in life and can actually be part of their testimony and they can actually end up helping others uh, because they've gone through something and they have come out stronger on the other side. Um, So we will be donating a book to um, a charity, a women's charity, And then in addition to the books being donated to the women themselves, uh, we will also be donating 10% of all profits to that charity that we we partner with that month. So as we grow, I'm hoping, obviously, that we end up donating thousands of books and thousands of dollars to 
each of these organizations each month. Um, we will be picking um, organizations that um, are real organizations that have backings from um, major groups like the United Way or um, state-sponsored organizations uh, focused on women and helping women uh, so that we don't end up partnering with you know, a company or an organization that might not be above board um, as we grow and we have you know, a whole team of people doing our research for organizations to work with. And, you know, obviously we'll be able to potentially even work with smaller, maybe even some startup companies, helping them grow as well um, in what they're doing that partners along with what we're doing. But for now, we're going to let the, um, the experts lead us in that, making sure that we're picking the right people to partner with. So um, that's kind of what we are and why we do it. Um, it's just really, really, really important to me that people know that the, the main reason, the main focus of doing this is not to make money. Um, if, you, if you researched how much these books cost on the internet, even trying to buy them in bulk from certain websites, you will see that um, I don't... I'm not going to be making money on this, and that's not really the point. The point of it is to understand that we're helping people, and um, if we even end up helping one person um, who might read a book and might say, you know what, I am worthy, um, that that is why I'm doing it. So um, <clears throat> if you guys have any more specific questions about Rise Up, Give Back, or what we're doing, or why we're doing it, or how to get involved, or if you guys know of an organization that you think would be happy to partner with us, um, I would love to hear from you. So if you will email me at riseupgiveback at gmail.com, um, send me any information that you have. That would be amazing. I would love it. Um, you know, all the books, book boxes that we send out will also have um, some fun items in those boxes. Um, if you go to our website, there's like some sample boxes. If you scroll down towards the bottom and, and look through the um, the flags that are that are swirling. That's a bad word. <laughs> they're not flags. Um, they're like different, um, different pictures that flip at the bottom of the screen. You'll see some sample um, boxes. So, you know, you might get a candle or some notebooks or, you know, a necklace or a bracelet or something with your book. You, um, two to four things, depending on the cost of those things um, and the quality of those things, um, will come with your book in your box each month. Um, so we're actually partnering with a lot of small businesses on like Etsy. Um, not all of them, but some of them are women-owned um, companies. I would probably say the majority of them are women-owned companies. And just helping support them because, um, you know, that's what we're here for, empowering women. And if there's a woman out there that's making necklaces or making bracelets or making bookmarks or making something that um, I think our subscribers would love to have or that might go along with it, with a theme of a book or something along those lines, then um, we're going to partner with them and we're going to, you know, encourage them to keep growing and we're going to help them by um, purchasing their supplies and, and sending them out to all of our people. Um, it's just going to be hopefully all around a very supportive, very encouraging um, company. Um, so with all that being said, um, 
like I said, if you guys have questions or, you know, have anything that you want to talk to me about, you're welcome to email me. I would love to hear from you. Um, I really appreciate all the people that have already emailed me and reached out to me. Um, it makes me feel really great to know that there have been people that have cared enough to reach out and just tell me that they think it's awesome that we're doing this and um, that kind of thing. So we will be starting pre-orders next month in April. Um, and I'm hoping to mail out my first box at the end of May and, uh, it'll hopefully arrive at everyone's home for June 1st. So yay, exciting, exciting times. Um, so I wanted to talk briefly about something that I was reading, um, in a book. So you guys, if anybody knows me or listens to this podcast or knows me on social media, you guys know that, um, I really love Rachel Hollis. Um, I love a lot of authors right now. Um, but for me, her books have just been very empowering because it's helped me understand a lot of things about my life. And because um, for me, her story is very relatable. Um, but I um, have already read her book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, and I was rereading it. And uh, um, there is a flow chart in the middle of the book. For anybody who has the book, it's on page 73. Um, and it's in a section entitled, What Will They Think? And it's one of the things that we worry about as women. Uh, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do that because, um, you know, what, what, will, what will our mother-in-law think? What will our sister-in-law think? What will our coworkers at work think? What will our neighbors think of me? And so we just don't do things for that reason. And... Um, that can be so sad because we, a lot of women have so many amazing dreams and if we stopped worrying so much about what other people thought about us and we started thinking about it in terms of what, how many lives could we change um, and if that answer is even just one, then why are we not doing what we can? So there's a flow chart about what we should do with other people's opinions. So, the first box says, some, someone has an opinion about you. So, we've all heard it, right? Opinions are like, you know what? <laughs> I guess I can call, say buttholes. Opinions are like buttholes. Um, everybody's got one, right? So, how many people are in the world? Like 6 billion, probably 8 billion, somewhere like that. If everybody has an opinion of you, Every single person that you meet on the street, walk by on the street, talk to on the, in the store, talk to at your kid's school, talk to at work, talk to on the phone, um, drive by. If every single person has an opinion about you and what you do and in every single thing that you do, how many thousands and millions of different opinions are you going to run across on a day-to-day -day basis? If you put weight on every one of those opinions you are going to lose yourself and you're going to lose your mind. I can't even I can't even fathom thinking about the millions of different opinions about me that there are. And I I mean if I worried about them all, I would literally probably drive myself insane because it's just too much. It's too much to worry about constantly thinking about what other people think about me. Um, my whole life was a, a worrisome um, 
life focused around this one thing? What about other people's opinions of me? What if I do this? Will people look at me funny? Um, because as a child, I was made fun of a lot. Um, I had a severe overbite and I wore glasses and I had this big frizzy hair and straight up in the 80s, even the big hair was was way underscored with me. And um, so I got made fun of really badly. And so once all that stuff kind of got corrected and I was, you know, fairly normal on my outward appearance, um, I still struggled with the idea that if I did something different, people would make fun of me because that's what I knew. And um, having freedom from some of that now is just so wonderful. So the next box from someone has opinion about you. The next box says, did you actually hear them say it? Right? So this is a big one, right? Women, we've all done it. I'm sure you men have done it too, but we think someone's talking about us. We walk into a room and someone stops talking and they look at us and we just say, oh God, they were definitely talking about us. Or we quit our job to chase a dream to be a, you know, concert violinist. <laughs> and our mother-in-law goes, oh. And now we're sitting there thinking, oh God. I'm like, she definitely thinks I'm a moron. She definitely thinks that I don't know what I'm doing. She definitely thinks I'm a bad mom. You go to the playground and you're sitting there talking on the phone or doing work on your computer, answering emails while your kids are playing and you're getting the, you know, moms, other moms are on the playground playing with their kids, pushing them on the swings and they're, you know, talking and you just know they're talking about you, right? Did you actually hear them say it? If the answer is no, then the next spot is don't worry about it. If you didn't actually hear somebody say something, then you don't need to worry about it because chances are they didn't actually say it. And if they did actually say it and you didn't hear them, then it's on them, not on you. Because if you don't have the balls to come to me and tell me when I've done something that you think is wrong, then <clears throat> there's nothing else I can do about that. Right? Because that's on you. You need to have the opinions about me that there's something wrong with me and what I'm doing, then you need to come and talk to me about it. Right? Okay, so say you did hear them actually say it. The next box is, do you actually know this person? Right? We all have people that we know um, who are social media awful people. Right? Right? You post something on social media or you see someone else post something on social media and you see all those comments, right, of being really rude and all of that stuff. Well, here's the problem with that. Um, <clears throat> do you actually know those people? If the answer is no, then you seriously don't need to worry about that. And that is the next circle. Don't worry about it. You don't know them, then don't worry about it. If they're not in your sphere of influence, if they're not among the people that are in your day-to-day -day life, that are in your fire circle, where those are the people that inspire you, that push you, that make you better, that, that are there when you have issues and problems and need to run across things, if, if you're not there, if they're not in that group, 
and you don't know them personally, then don't worry about it. Okay, so say you do know them personally. <clears throat> What's the next step? Do you value their opinion? Do you value their opinion? Okay, so are they someone that you care what they think? <clears throat> if it's your third cousin's ex-husband's sister's best friend and you've only met them three or four times, why do you care what they think about you? You heard them say it. You were at a party. They were across the room. You heard them say it. Why do you care? If you don't value their opinion, the next box says, seriously, don't worry about it. Because they don't care. Um, do you value their opinion? Yes. If you do value their opinion, did they offer that opinion in love? Right? So this is your sister-in-law. And she tells you something about something that you've been doing that she doesn't think is right. Did they offer it in love? Did they say it in a way that they want you to be better? Or did they say it in a way that's judging? If they said it in a way that is offered in love, where they want you to be better, that's amazing, right? Then that's, that's somebody that you really do want in that inner circle. If they did not offer it in love, the next box says, oh crap, definitely, don't worry about it, right? So you value their opinion, but they said it in a very judgy, very rude, very condescending, very not loving manner. Not in a, I want you to be better, but in a just flat out being mean way, then you don't need to worry about it. Because that's again, on them. But go back to yes, it was offered in love. All right. Was their opinion offered in a helpful and constructive way? Okay, so it was said with love and it was meant helpfully, yes or no. Was it helpful and constructive? No. Then don't worry about it. If it was just their opinion and maybe they said it in a nice way, but it wasn't in a constructive way or a helpful way, then whatever. Don't worry about it because that's not something you need to waste your time on. Was it offered in a constructive and helpful way? Yes. Then give it some thought, right? So this is somebody who you value their opinion, someone who is in your circle. They gave you some criticism in love, and it was helpful and constructive. Now you take what they said and you take it to heart, right? You think about it, and you think about whether or not what they said really is something that you feel... Maybe they have some, um, something behind that or not. If they don't, if, if you think about it and you're like, eh, yeah, that's great. Or, eh, no, I don't think that that's something that I need to worry about it. That's what you need to do. You need to really think about it, internalize it, and keep an open mind. Because, guys, sometimes we don't do what's right. And it's up to those people in our inner circle. It's up to those people to talk to us in love, being constructive and helpful, and telling us where we're, where we're falling behind right? That's a good thing to have those people. Give it some thought. The next box is decide what's best. So you've given it some thought. 
you know, your mother-in-law tells you that she's concerned about you taking this job at night because you're not going to get to see your kids and she loves you and she knows that you're a good mom and she knows that you're going to be really sad when you don't get to help your kids get in bed at night and she's just worried about you and she just wants you to think about it before you take the job, right? So she's saying it in love. She's saying it to be helpful, right? So you think about it and you think it over and you think, you know, I will really miss seeing my kids at bedtime. But you know, my husband, he's amazing with those kids and those kids love him at bedtime. And half the time they want him at bedtime anyways. They don't really want me. Um, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do this job that I love, that I've wanted to do. They're going to see that I'm chasing my dreams and doing something that I love, that makes me happy, that gives me some peace of mind. I think that's going to be okay on them. So you've, you've given it some thought and you decide what's best for you. What's the last box? And then don't worry about it. <clears throat> so say you decide to take the job anyways. Guess what? You don't need to worry anymore about the fact that your mother-in-law spoke to you in love and was trying to be helpful and gave you her opinion because everybody's got an opinion, right? So don't worry about it. So the point of this is don't worry about other people's opinions. Sometimes other people's opinions do matter and sometimes it does mean that you need to be able to take what they say to heart Sometimes it does mean that you need to be able to say, okay, I got this, I can do this, let's, let's move forward with whatever it is that our opinion gave me some input on. Maybe I am making a wrong decision here. Maybe I am making the right decision here. You need, to, you need to take all that into heart, but ultimately it boils down to don't worry about their opinion. You do what you need to do for you and your family and yourself and let everything else just fall away. Um, I just thought that this was very simplistic, but so important because it doesn't matter, right? <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Sometimes negative opinions of you can overflow into the rest of your life. You can actually hurt yourself and your family and your kids and your friends and the thing, people that are in that circle because you take those negative opinions about you and you take them to an extreme, right? We've all seen it, right? Someone thinks that gets an opinion about them that they're overweight or whatever and now they're like gung-ho in it and they're yelling at every other friends like, oh, we can't go have pizza. And, you know, you've, we've all seen how negative opinions that other people have about people take those people into bad places, right? You need to understand where the opinions are coming from, who's saying them, did you actually hear them, and then how they need to be applied to your life, right? Or if they even should be. Eleanor Roosevelt told us that nobody could make us feel bad with our car, without our consent, right? That was a quote from her. Nobody can make you feel bad about you without you giving them the okay, which means they told you their opinion about you. It wasn't a positive one. It wasn't said in love. And we let that get to us. They didn't do it. We did. We allowed it to happen. Right? <clears throat> Rachel Hollis's book, it goes on to say, and I'm quoting from page 74, 
be very careful you're not consider, um, consenting to letting your mind make you feel bad when nobody else actually is. What do I mean by that? Perhaps you're pretty sure your mother-in-law disapproves of you, or you're almost positive that your cousin Crystal's snarky comment on Facebook was aimed in your direction. Maybe you know for a fact that the girl you went to high school with, who you now know only through social media, would make fun of you if they saw you trying to do something new. In all of these instances, none of these negative opinions are actually substituted substantiated and therefore you're really just sabotaging yourself so this goes back to that initial like did you hear them say it you're pretty sure it happened or you're almost positive it happened or you're pretty confident this is all you making this right and that's on us and we all do this and that's why I think that this you know this flowchart is so elementary and so basic but it's so powerful because we do it. Every one of us does it. I bet you can think about seven different instances in your life in the last two months where you have heard or thought you heard or maybe might have heard or misconstrued or saw a post. I actually had a guy once, it was one of my husband's friends, get mad at me on social media because I posted a comment like 10 minutes after he posted a comment and my comment was directed towards a conversation that I had just overheard where people were all mad at someone for doing something online and they thought it was ridiculous and on and on and on and I made a comment on Facebook about it. Well, just so happened that he had made a comment about that same kind of comment. Right? He had he had commented in the same kind of format that I had overheard a conversation about. And he assumed that my comment was directed exactly towards him. He even screenshotted it and sent it to me and got all upset with me and unfriended me and called me all sorts of names. And I was flabbergasted because I was like, holy crap, like this all just really happened. And there was truly a miscommunication. I did not even see his post. And I even told him, this is actually kind of funny. I can see why you would think this, but let me explain. And he did not believe me. So here's what I would say about that. I don't care what he thinks anymore. At the time, it really upset me because I was like, oh my gosh, this is supposedly like a friend of my husband's. He doesn't trust me enough to know that when I tell him, oh, I'm sorry, that that's actually kind of funny because look at this, what's just happened. And that's what I was commenting about and he doesn't believe me. And so now I'm all upset because, well, now he's going to tell all of my husband's friends and all of his friends that I'm this bad, horrible person because he called me all these names. And why do I care? One, he is not in my circle. And to be honest, he's not really in my husband's circle. He's a friend of my husband's, but he's not that inspirational inner circle go-to when something bad is happening friend. He's just a friend, right? So like he's not even he's not even in that inner part of our lives. Why do I care what he thinks? I know that that was complete misunderstanding. But his perception of it was that something that I posted was directed towards him. Well, that's on him, guys, not on me. If, if somebody doesn't like you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Let it go. 
because you don't need that kind of person in your life anyways. Um, there is so many good parts of this book. And actually, I could, if I could show you guys, and maybe someday very soon um, I will on um, YouTube because I'm probably going to have to start recording these um, so I can show you guys and talk to you guys uh, more. But there are so many parts of this book that are highlighted, right? Like my slogan was the next excuse, girl, good girls don't hustle. <laughs> that was like my slogan after I read the book. Um, you know, we're not supposed to go chasing after things. We're not supposed to talk about making money. We're not supposed to talk about like goals and dreams and what we want in life because good girls don't do that, right? Well, that's not true. These are all excuses about what we tell ourselves about what we can and cannot accomplish, what we can and cannot do, what we should and should not do, what's good and what's not good, what's healthy and what's not healthy. Guys, the point of it is do you right? If your goal is to be at home and be an amazing mom and to have fresh dinner cooked and meal prep and be healthy and help your kids be healthy and pick your kids up. And if that's you, then do that. Do that. Do it amazing. If you are someone who wants to start a company, then do that. Do it amazing. Chase after it. Hustle for it. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad word, right? If you guys have not read this book and you're someone who struggles with the idea that you want things in life or you want to make changes in your own life and you struggle with how and why, I would encourage you guys to read this book. Um, it's really, really great. And it gives us um, some, some straight up truths about some excuses that we give ourselves. And then it gives us some skills and behaviors that we need to do um, in order to achieve that. Like behavior number seven, learn to say no. I think every one of us can understand the idea of always feeling like, oh gosh, the PTA called and they need, you know, 16 dozen cookies for Thursday night and it's Wednesday afternoon and church called and they need me to volunteer on Sunday afternoon for three hours and babysit. And then my next door neighbor, you know, she wants me to go to dinner with her and my kids need this and my husband wants me to do this and you just say yes to everybody and then what, what do you have left? <laughs> what do you have for you that's left? Are you just so stressed out and so running ragged that you don't have time to invest in yourself and your own self-care? Like that's a big problem. So guys, if, if, you, if you want something that's a really easy read... Um, go get this book. Again, it's called Girls Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. It just came out um, this month, the beginning of this month. It's in every bookstore, everywhere. Trust me, I've been to many. Um, and it's really, really great. You guys are going to love it. So I hope you guys learned a little bit about our company today. I hope that I was able to speak to a little bit of um, what we do, why we do it, why we're here, the importance of what we do why I feel so strongly about what we do, that kind of thing. And then I hope you enjoyed the little um, excerpt from Girl Stop Apologizing. I hope you guys go buy the book. Um, it's amazing. And um, I hope you guys join us next week. Next week, I promise, one, I will figure out how to pause my phone from ringing in the middle of the podcast. And two, I will make sure it gets posted up on time. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. I want you guys to go out and smile today. Say hi to someone today. You never know when your nice act, 
you're saying hi, you saying thank you and have a great day might impact someone's tomorrow. So just do it. Be better tomorrow than you were today. Make choices that are better tomorrow than they were today. And be the best version of you you can be. Rise up and give something back today.